Yeah, yeah, it's it's been around for a very long time, and uh, it's in North Carolina. So Is it still producing, still produces grapes. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's really weird, and I'm and I'm going to taste one of those grapes. God damn it! You're gonna you're gonna make a wine out of one of those grapes. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal it. I'm gonna yeah. steal the wine. <laughs> that's I'm gonna, that's actually your version of uh, of uh, what was that Nicolas Cage? Oh oh uh, yeah, uh, National um, Treasure. That's yeah. your version of National Treasure is gonna, stealing the five hundred. We're gonna steal the oldest grapevine in the world. <laughs> my 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 impression of Nicolas Cage is basically just uh, a male version of anyone else's impression of Jodie Foster in Silence of the <laughs> yes! Lambs. I was about, I was like, that's a really good Nick Cage. And you're like, then you said the Jodie Foster thing. And I was like, oh, shit. That's yeah. exactly what it is. That's all it is. I just, I just make it a little lower. <laughs> Dr. Lecter. That's all. It's this, oh, fuck. I'm only, I'm realizing this just now as I'm saying it out loud. That is absurd. It's <laughs> uh, amazing. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Pixel It. My name is Kevin, alongside Phil. Hello. And we're still reading Dead Space Martyr. We got your hey. emails. We got your yeah. your requests for us to to practice some self care and stop, but we are not going to. I'm smoking cigarettes again. <laughs> Phil That's had true. Phil had quit. <laughs> Phil had quit for a year. Damn it. <laughs> Dead space murder pushed me over the edge. I, I did I I did not I did not start smoking again. But no, no, that's I will good. say I will say it's uh, it is honestly though uh, I was thinking about it it is terrific. Um, we we took it was it's been a minute in real t- in real lifetime since we uh, recorded a an episode. Yeah. Um, and I'm really glad to be recording uh, another one with you, Kevin. Do you know why? Why is that? Because it means that there's going to be one less episode of Dead Space for us to record. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's true. We that's true. <laughs> it's just it's just the law of averages. It's just the it's law just... of averages. We we don't we, one fewer chunk of Dead Space to get right. through. Right. I'm not sure if that's what the law of averages is, but uh, it I is don't now. It, is, it now. is now. What is it is now? What is what we say on this podcast? It becomes law. So That's true. we have to be careful with what we say on this podcast. I know it's a dangerous world we live in. It's a dangerous we power. Are, we are irresponsible with this ability. We wield it like Michael Altman wielding a tranquilizer. Oh, and and what a tranquilizer he wields, Kevin. Well done. Well done. Yeah, we left off. He was he was going to be going down in that bathosphere a whole lot more. And the whole reason but uh, his his main request for that wasn't I need you to give me more money or I need like I need you know this kind of protect he just he just wanted a tranquilizer gun yeah that's all he wanted so, that's and, all he wanted and that's and that's all he got and the first uh, so the first line of part five which is titled collapse mm-hmm. um, and not not the noose is tightening even more but collapse. Right. Uh, it says he took two trips and had to use the tranquilizer gun once. Now that is an economy of storytelling that we have yet to see in this book. <laughs> I gotta tell you, man, this this book, as we have discussed, is all about tell and not show. Uh, but this is this is a new low even for them. Although uh, the and 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 that was I even have a note here. I have a note where it's just like that. That sounds like it would have been fun to watch. 
Um, but then I thought about some of the other things that we have been forced to watch, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. It, it, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, it's but in um, any case. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's going down with people, you know, various people. At one point, he's going down with the psychologist who has electrodes to his head. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, monitoring his brain waves because they're trying to figure out why Altman doesn't really get affected that much. Right. And that's then, kind of the main, they're all different missions on some level or another, but really the theme seems to be, why is it well, when he gets close to the marker, he doesn't, he just, he gets a headache, but that's about it. Yeah. He doesn't lose his mind. Um, uh, what's the, what's the line from the, the Simpsons version of the, of the shining, uh, no beer <laughs> no. <laughs> makes Homer go crazy. Go something, something. Go something, something. <laughs> go, crazy. go crazy. Don't, Don't mind, mind if I do. do. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it if we don't talk about good media while we're going through our bad media. So I highlighted um, <laughs> in the in the next chunk of the chapter. Uh, there's a scene with this guy Kimball. Don't worry about Kimball. He's a, don't worry about Kimball. Literally do not worry about any other character um, other than Altman after this point, because who cares? Um, mm-hmm. So he's going down with Kimball and they're retrieving the other uh, sub because it is still down there. So this is the yeah. one that has the corpses of Dantec and what's his face? The yeah. guy who who killed Dantec and wrote uh, the runes all over the walls. So exactly. They're, they're going yeah. down and um, they're basically like looking at it from different angles. They're like, hey, you think it's a bet, bet as bad as it, it's going to look or whatever. The thing I highlighted in all of this was the phrase vid cameras. Vid and cameras. <laughs> I am going to lose my mind. <laughs> It's like ATM machine, isn't it? ATM machine. Yeah, VidCam. Your Vid cameras. <laughs> like, come on, man. Just take this. Just find and replace Vid cameras and chronometers. And just get uh, them. I was just going to say, at least it's not chronometer. At least it's not chronometer. Get them out of the book. Or Holovids or whatever. Just right. We already have words for these. Right. Right. Well, that's just it. It's like you forget that this movie takes place in the future. I don't know if it's if it's far future or near future, but it's definitely the future. And half the time. Oh, excuse me. Oh, Lord. Uh, See, see, that's what this book does to me. Um, Half the time. The only thing that reminds you is every now and then they say things like. You know, the moon wars or hollow vid or <laughs> chronometer. And you go, oh, right, right, right. Future. That's fun. It's like it's, it's f- like it's like 1997 meets 2500. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Just it's the it's the 80s view of the future. It's like it's like it's like demolition man in here. Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 RoboCop. It's all that shit. It's, it's RoboCop. It's all that shit. Yeah. There's the three seashells and right. oh, the rat God. burger, and I'd buy that burger. for a dollar. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty much um, what we're dealing with here. But it's but, so, but the bottom of the ocean. 
Bottom of the ocean. Um, so, yeah, what happens next? Um, they get the, they get the thing. They get and and Altman steals the chunk out of the core sampler. Um, yeah. The, in yeah. the next chapter, he steals the chunk of the marker that the previous one had had drilled. Um, everybody was too preoccupied with it. It's like it's a repeat of this of the previous time when he scraped oh, yeah. off the 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 pink yeah. stuff. The, the 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 pink goo. It's the same exact thing. And just like the I'm stealing this important pink goo sample, uh, he like leaves like it, it, when they get up there. It's a, I've got a note here. It's just Markov quickly had the area quarantined, but not before Altman had gotten away with the sample. And I'm just like, look, even an incompetent military leader of some kind, even a, even a shitty cop is going to be able to like get everybody quarantined away yeah. in time to, to stop you like. So many moments in this book happen simply because someone sucks at their job. It's yeah, it's it's plot suckage. <laughs> it really is. It's it's because yeah, there's no good reason for half the shit to happen. It just it's, does. It's not a surprise that they're coming back up. It's it's right. never a surprise. It takes them no. time to get up there. Like Mark right. and they know easily, what they were doing. They yeah. It was very specific what they sent them to do they, in the very beginning. I was surprised at the level of honestly. And here's the thing. If if um, the Far Cry 5 book w was kind of like written in the style of Cormac McCarthy and done pretty well in that style, then this is a, a shitty retelling of a michael crichton novel yes like i'm getting a lot of sphere this you is know, that this kind is of shitty thing. sphere yeah that's exactly what this is and <laughs> and you get those moments where it's just like this is nonsense this is this is not how this is not how shit works and it's not even done well done it's oh it's so frustrating so yeah so altman gets away like like oh sorry that's what i was getting at they they the, every now and then, the author puts in these moments of detail that if this were a better novel, it would just be kind of part of the book. Right. Part of the craft of the book. But because it's not such a good novel, it kind of stands out as this is competent enough that it's almost a waste of time. Basically, what happens is they got to get down there to the drilling bathysphere, the one that, yeah, the, the, the two guys died in. It's still down there. It's full of ballast, and which is, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, with ships and submarines and stuff like that, to keep underwater, they'll, it'll take on heavy stuff, usually water, you know, right. in many cases. It takes water itself, and yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it weighs you down in a sailing ship. It takes on a lot of water, stuff like that. It's how we get like in invasive species like zebra mussels. Uh, you know, it fills up with that water and then they let the ballast go. The ship goes way higher up in the water and it releases all those animals. Anyway, that's basically what they're they're They have to get down there and release the ballast in this bathosphere so that they can guide it upwards. And I remember stopping and going, that's kind of that's like. That's like a smart bit 
right. of of uh, writing. Like that's yeah. that's a detail. That's like a scientific detail. That's some, an engineering detail. That's that's Tom Clancy talking about you know spending a chapter to talk about the ballasts on the Red October. You know, right, right. <laughs> and it's and it's like and it's like and if this were a if and if it matched up with the rest of the book, well, the irony of course is if it matched up with the rest of the book. It would just be a detail and you'd go, okay, cool. Right. It would be Ian Malcolm slowly explaining chaos theory to you in Jurassic Park. Right. Um, it would be that kind of thing where you're like, oh, that's a really neat detail. Cool. Uh, but because the book is so just kind of rushed and 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 clearly, and I'm convinced of this now. I mentioned this before. I thought that maybe somebody came in and fucked with the original book because they, they i don't for whatever reasons just to match it up with the game somehow or something i'm convinced of it now because it, it just it feels like it was written by two different people sometimes and that's a detail where it's like this is really neat that's a that's a cool detail right but because of how poorly written the book is you just want to go why are you trying why are you doing this why are you trying <laughs> stop trying just let stop, us stop trying just let us slide just, into the end <laughs> well it, it just feels like padding at that point you're like well let's just get through this together man yeah, let's let's make a lean novel here. This is this book has no business being 500 pages long. What are you doing? To this me? is you know what it is. It's like you, what you said earlier is on is spot on is that this book and this universe needed a Michael Crichton touch. It needed yeah. it needed specifically that it needed that that detailed sci-fi you know the the with all the all the fixins to really yeah. ground it and then when the horrors come it's you're like oh yeah i believe it <laughs> yeah yeah the hard science the it, hard you know, it's like sci-fi yeah it, yeah if you're gonna go into that you know then then you know do it, it, I, it honestly if you if they had the budget if you if you wanted to get a famous writer to write your Dead Space prequel, I'd probably tap Michael Crichton. Uh, it's not a not a bad decision. Was he still uh, alive when this happened? When this was written? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember when he 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 died a little while back, but I I think I'm pretty sure he was still alive. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's there are a lot of moments like that that make you think of it, and <laughs> unlike again, unlike Far Cry Absolution, uh, the comparison is only there. Unlike that, to, to remind you uh, of, of better books, <laughs> I swear it made me yeah. go, I want to read Sphere. And, and I never read Andromeda Stream. Maybe I should read that. You know, it's that kind of thing. Sphere is good. Sphere is good. Yeah. I, I haven't like read Sphere. it in years, but I remember being good. You, sh- you guys should go out and read Sphere. Go read Sphere. Don't watch the movie. The movie is like read, the movie's yeah. kind of lame compared to the book. Right. Right. Oh, read Jurassic Park. I, I still I read that every two or three years. Yeah. That's one of my favorite books ever. Yeah. Michael Crichton, kind of problematic dude, but you know kind of a even, piece of shit in many kind ways. Of a piece but of shit. yeah. But he uh he wrote some good books. So yeah, you know, good writer. What can you good what writer. Can you do? Can't, can't take that away from him. Can't take that away from him. He was you also know, he was it, also six foot nine. Did you did you know that? He was, he was I a, did not he was know a that. tall man. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we now would like to announce that we are taking this podcast and it's going to be a Michael Crichton fan cast from here on out. <laughs> Michael Crichton fan cast. Uh, I'm not prepared for that. Um, so, like, so basically, um, uh, after all this, uh, 
Altman pretends that he is another scientist and <laughs> to, to find out that they are they're designing a winch to lift the marker up into the room that yep. they have always been planning to lift the marker. It's weird. He kind of acts like this is a surprise, but I was like, wasn't this always the idea is to lift it? <laughs> right. <laughs> and also, also, can you, I, I, I can't believe it starts with basically, just like I said before, this person who's an idiot pushing yeah, it through another, like he literally a literally a scientist thinks that he's somebody else another person being bad at their job is why yeah. he gets this information yeah he he like he get, are you telling me that he gets this super important information because some fucking intern didn't know who they were talking to like he's like you're not perkins <laughs> and be like no my name tag clearly says altman <laughs> Right, right. And it's, oh, never mind, says the scientist. Forget I said anything. Like, that's 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 the plot line, guys. Is guys. Forget I said is people calling Altman and saying, forget I said anything. Right. Or, the storyline progressed because a guy mistook another guy for another guy. What uh, in God's name. Insert uh, clip of yeah. uh, insert clip of I'm a dude playing a dude pretending to be another dude. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and, oh, we yeah. So we we get we get a, a reminder uh, by the way that violent incidents are on the rise uh, in the uh, in the in the in the the labs. I I don't know where, wherever they are. The the fucking nearly station. double. They're double what they were a few months ago. And the suicide yeah, rate suicide has skyrocketed. Rate. Skyrocket assault rates climbed considerably. Uh, we we see none of that. No, we see none of that. Like, we see none of the. We're just told. We're told, and Altman says it's a tense time playing devil's advocate. <laughs> Maybe that's all it is. He's he's a he's a Reddit message board troll. <laughs> like, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just asking questions. Just asking questions. Uh, he's simultaneously the hero and the villain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he can be your hero or he could be your devil or your angle. He could be your devil or, or your angle. Uh, uh, Aaron Henson, that, that I think yeah. was the one. It's the guy in that. In. <laughs> so he's uh he's talking to Ada and they're like, uh, we're fucked. Um, so Altman is on another descent and this time with a researcher by the name of Torquato. And stupid what name. I, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I was what I was about to say is I, my assistant band director in college was Frank Torquato. <laughs> Are you shitting me? <laughs> It was that it's, exact name. No, that you can't be serious. I was sitting there going, Torquato. like, that's, that's that's a fake name. That's a fake name. No one knows that's not a real name. He was a, he's an Italian American guy from Scranton, PA. All right. Uh, you know what? I when you when you lose, you lose. You take your L like a champ. I I, Frank, I would Tor- like to apologize to all he, our Torquato fans. He is a he was a he was a large man. He was well, not large in height. He was about like five feet tall. He was like a, he was a good five feet five hundred. He was a five by five type of guy. Yeah, he, I was about to say he was one of those one of those just as tall as he is wide. Kind yeah, of he's, fellas. he was he was he's a you know very boisterous spherical man. <laughs> <laughs> so what brings Torquato? 
uh, uh, down in the bathosphere he, uh, that time around. He's a he's a member of Markov's inner circle, and he has a mm. black box homemade with a single knob on it and a needle readout. And it's like we get we vacillate between like sci-fi with all the dials and stuff, and then this is like this is like Stanley Kubrick sci-fi where there's like yeah nothing, there's no detail. Um, or like 1950s sci-fi where it's, it's like, it's like, what are we looking at? Um, right. <laughs> just a bunch of, ah, oh, the dobs and nile, the knobs and dials are, are situated here, friend. Yes. Ooh, yeah. 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 The, the bleeps, the sweeps and the creeps. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh my God. You're some kind of scientist. Torquato shrugged. You could call it that. Um, <laughs> Geophysics, I, geology, volcanology. It's hard to explain, claim Torquato and not very interesting. Like, just say it. Just right. say I, I don't care anymore about these 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 villain vague characters. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he's down there and he's he's taking some measurements with his with his box that has a single knob on it. And the needle, yeah. the needle is moving back and forth. And, and, he's, uh, and, 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 it, and it descends into comedy because it's like Altman's basically trying to trick him into telling anything uh, that's going on. And at one point, like, there's some irregular movement on the needle and Torquato clearly reacts to it. And Altman says, what is it? And Torquato says, hmm, did you say something? Like, <laughs> like oh, fuck <laughs> you, you're not even trying. I'm like, hmm, what? Hmm? Oh, no. Yeah, take it. Take it lower. Hmm. And then, no, just, and, and then Torquato loses his mind. Uh, <laughs> and then, then, yeah. And then we get another guy who who lost lost his fucking and basically mind. a same a repeat. It's like it's a rinse and repeat of a of one of the previous scenes where somebody loses his mind. Except this time Altman doesn't like he's not able to tranquilize him. Torquato beats him up and then is trying to um, he's disabled the oxygen recite circulator. Um, so they're going to be running out of air. Um, right. and Torquato is trying to open the hatch. Yes. Which, and, uh, yeah, if anybody's not, tried not, to, not a great idea, it's not a great idea, but also if anybody's tried to open like a hatch, um, well, I haven't, but just, I can imagine if you're trying to open an outward opening hatch uh, underwater under all that pressure, you're not going to oh, be yeah. able, like that's you're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> right. That's like, just not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> at least at least not with you. Just all you're doing is like trying to push the door open. That's really not. Yeah. You're, it, you're, you're kicking water uphill. That That's not going to do. There's anything. too much pressure. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's muttering to himself. Uh, constantly about the the necessity for convergence and there's that word again that we've been hearing over and over again convergence with a capital c uh and we are here we are over halfway through the book and we are no closer to knowing what the hell that is meant to be yeah um yeah so this chapter is this this whole sequence with torquato is surprisingly long um yeah there's just a lot and of yet, back and forth. And yet surprisingly familiar. Surprisingly familiar and boring. Um, uh, Altman does manage to uh, subdue and kill Torquato. Uh, yes. Yeah, he has to. He actually has to kill. Uh, he knocks uh, him out first. Yeah, he knocks yeah. him out first, and then he just he he murders him. 
I mean, it's like it's it's weird. It, it goes from a, a self-defense thing to like a full murder. <laughs> and, and I will say it's actually decent writing. Uh, you know, that we, we get an interesting moment here where because Altman was, is and will continue to be um, a just a, a just a Mary Sue self-insert character who is always good at anything that he puts his mind to. Um, really isn't going to have a lot of failures that he's going to have to deal with at all. Um, he always seems to succeed, even when it, it comes down to it being because of like some intern mistaking him for his lab partner. Uh, right. But the moment where he, he, cause he, he, uh, strangles the guy. Yeah. And, uh, and he has a lot of this internal monologue of, uh, of thinking like, well, this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. And, this is actually horrifying. And, you know, and the guy wakes up and starts yeah. to kind of flail. And so he's he can't just he can't just pull a fucking, you know, chief from uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Right, on the guy. right. He actually has to fight him. Yeah. And uh, and it, and you know what? It's actually pretty effective writing. It is effective opinion. writing. Yeah. 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 Um, and then he uh, Torquato starts talking to him. Right. <laughs> Right. And it's just the best. It's just the best because he's just like, oh, my God. He just he he he. this will happen again and again as the book continues. And every time I never get tired of this, whatever someone dies and then their ghost just starts talking to him again. He just he he seems kind of nonplussed every single time. Uh, You know, hello, Altman Torquato said, go back to being dead. Altman said to him. Yeah. And it's like. And then he saw. Then he, oh man, yeah. Then he sees Ada's mother, and he goes, "But that's impossible." He thought Ada's mother is dead. He's like, "Dude, you've dealt with this already several times." Like, right, right. Why is that where you're? Where you're? Why are you drawing uh, the line? I'm hallucinating again, just like with Torquato. Like, yeah, it was five. It was like five sentences ago. Yeah, that just happened. It just just happened. happened. We don't need to. (laughs) We don't need to. You know. eh, eh, Yeah. Mm. It may, he makes uh, it back up to the surface, though. He gets he's able to to resurface uh, the sub uh, before mm-hmm. uh, he gets it. He gets it resurfacing before he passes out because he is running out of air and right. uh, he wakes up and, and the no, doctors are basically all over him. Yeah. And uh, Ada's mother's ghost uh, basically tells him the same shit. Convergence. All don't, do saying. don't do don't it. Don't do it. Don't do the convergence. Don't do convergence. Don't. Not even once. Yeah. Don't yeah exactly. Don't fuck with the marker, you know. Only only dopes do marker. <gasps> only dopes do marker. <laughs> right. <laughs> Such a it's like a combination of three different like dare phrases I learned when I was a kid. Just say no to marker. Just say no. <laughs> Just say no to devil's tail. Uh. <laughs> this is your brain. This is your brain on marker. <laughs> This is your brain on marker. Boring, huh? <laughs> I'm thinking specifically of the Pee Wee Herman one. Oh, God. This is crack. This is crack. This is oh. marker. <laughs> this is marker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not worth converging. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the marker alone. 
<laughs> marker. That's the word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> we need uh, we need our new uh, avatar on Twitter to be Pee Wee Herman with blood runes covering his face. <laughs> I need people to know what the marker's saying. <laughs> oh God! Just like. It's like it's basically if if uh, if you crossed Pee Wee Herman and Bobcat Goldwaith. Uh. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> See, I would buy it. I would buy it if Bobcat Goldwaith came out and was like, you know, don't don't touch the marker. Like, the, I can't do him. I, know, I don't think anybody can do. I don't think anybody can do a good bobcat. Right. It's such a specific It's voice. such a very specific I would, voice. I would totally buy it. You can tell that bobcat's been through some shit. Like, he knows stuff. Like, he would know. He would know. I would like, you know what? I I would listen to him. I would listen to bobcat. He lived through Boston comedy in the 80s. It's, it's, <laughs> you got to be careful. Uh, no. Yeah. Because now he just directs the shows. He doesn't even, he doesn't, he's not, he's he's like, I'm not getting on stage. (laughs) He's a smart man. He got the fuck out of there. He was like, no, no, thank you. I'm going to make weird ass movies uh, by myself, please. (laughs) All right. So Altman wakes up. Altman uh, wakes up. Yep. Surrounded (laughs) by doctors. Uh, He made it. He's alive. And he starts talking about the marker. Uh, and Markov is like, and here's the thing is like, I guess we did we not, uh, did we not, has nobody else called it the marker yet? Like, cause Mark, Markov says the marker, what marker? He's talking nonsense. Give him another shot. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, that doesn't make any sense at all. I know people have been calling it the marker. Of course, maybe it's just been ghosts telling him that it's ghosts and i yeah i don't know it's it's one of those little things like we could have just assumed everybody's calling it the marker we didn't need that line (laughs) right right it's also another sign of like and we'll see it some more but you know markoff represents a very specific kind of villain you used to see this villain a ton in the 80s before Mm -hmm. um you weren't allowed to make fun of people in the military and uh, you certainly weren't allowed to have them be the bad guys. But, you know, your E.T., your, you know, your uh, real genius, the people, you know, just the 80s movies where uh, the bad guy had some connection to the shadowy government. Right. You know, the, the government, the military. That yeah. was a bad thing to be involved with the military. Right. And um, and they were often played as incompetent, but not in this sense they're usually played in the sense of like you're playing god your hubris is gonna get you killed and you moron don't you see what's right in front of your face and of course they don't um and uh, markov is actually just shitty at his job no he's 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 terrible he he's uh, he's the worst he's the worst um and this is a great example instead of like going altman tell me what you're talking about like like we're we're here for an alien artifact based on what we're seeing. Like so, any little bit of information is going to help. It stays like knock about. I want him unconscious till Christmas. You know who? <laughs> you, okay. So before I think I think Markov, I was I was giving him too much credit for the creepiness factor. 
You know mm-hmm. who he is. He's he's played by um he he's played by G.W. Bailey. G.W. Bailey. G.W. Play, Bailey played Lieutenant Harris in the Police Academy movies. He's oh, the- there you go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> nailed it. Pretty move much it, nailed move it. it. <laughs> so we get a we get a new villain, uh, Officer Cracks, who basically <laughs> Officer. Oh yeah, this guy is. <laughs> wow, he's a lot. He's a lot. He's basically like, um, he's like, if Dan Tech wasn't dead, this is basically just a continuation of Dan Tech. <laughs> right, right, right. He's he's just kind of picking up where he left off. He's he's uh, picking and, up that Dan Tech man. Uh, that, like, yeah, it's. <laughs> it, he's oh oh oh. Here's another. There's a little moment in here too. Before we get too close, because I want to talk about that guy. A sure, lot, sure. Because he's a weird character. But before we get into it a little bit, there's a moment that it's like suddenly competent writing out of the clear blue sky. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about how they just love to repeat themselves and they'll instead of just saying he said that he they like they have to give us like the whole line for line exchange. There's this great moments here, moment here where we're, we're introduced to Officer Cracks and right. uh, uh, and all he's. He's telling him, you remember Stevens said Markov, this is this is Officer Cracks. Altman nodded. It's very simple, said Markov. I want you to tell me everything. This is how this is the response to that. He did, starting with the moment that Torquato had suddenly attacked and moving through to his hallucinations. <laughs> how hard was that? It's Why- like- how hard was that they could have like like he could have like written that the entire time dude there were like 37 moments in this book where you could have just done that and it would have been better writing and it would have saved you about a hundred goddamn pages 37 in a row in a row it all happened in a row It all happened in part two i'm surprised you don't remember those moments maybe you blacked them out i don't know <laughs> why 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 like how is it you know that you know what you're doing you know that that's the right thing to do you came to this moment and you said that's pretty boring to go over all that again i'd better just wrap it up here in a tight little bow so we can get on with the rest of the story which is the right thing to do and why is it that you could do it for that one but not the other moments i don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm just that's what I mean when I say it feels like this book is written by like two different people sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the bummer of it all. Um, it's so strange. So so and, and after after all that, uh, you know, they he he talks a little bit more like says Stevens is your man. You got to tell Stevens everything. A- everything you see. Stevens, the psychiatrist, has to know. Um, mm. And then. We get to chapter 45 and now things are starting to get a little spooky on the if it wasn't getting spooky already with all the suicides. Now it's spookier because it's um, he's like he said he's in a ghost uh, in like a a ghost world where he's starting. He sees a lot of dead people. He sees his father. um, He sees his father, his his sister, a teacher, uh, a friend killed. And they were all talking to him about the convergence. Um, Yeah. 
and then uh, that he's he's wasted his time. Uh, it's too late. And then whoa, oh, Ada saw her mother, and she there we go. There it is. Ada is now. Uh, Ada is gone. Say bye bye to Ada. She is. It's, yeah, yeah. Ada, after this Ada, point, Ada, she, Ada is the. <laughs> oh no ada is the bear that went over the mountain to see what she could see she's never coming back oh boy oh uh, boy. yeah it was her said ada with a sense of conviction that worried him and i need her i need her back oh ada you sweet summer child you yep ada she, ain't coming is, back. she is never going to it's, it's, mark this point in the book because you're never going to get the same ada as you did before the uh, bright and if confusing <laughs> character right, right who talked about stories changing all the time right it, uh, it's and 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 Altman and her have uh, a big exchange arguing about whether or not these ghosts are real now and I think this is another moment that I'm going to give the author credit because the author talks about being in a ghost world here he sees his dad he sees his old friend who's dead in a car crash and at first I still had that instinct to go well that would be interesting to learn a little more about but uh he makes a point of saying all they do is keep repeating themselves they're all just talking about the convergence and he starts to realize these aren't my the ghosts of these people this is just something that's manipulating my brain yeah trying to get this message across right it's just going into his brain and taking a form of somebody he knew at some point and and trying to communicate with him um this message um after that we we have a brief scene where a scientist named meyer uh kills himself using a laser scalpel Mm -hmm. Uh, which, a laser scalpel. A laser future. It's the future. Um, and there's <laughs> there's a, the the last two sentences are are amazing. My all, what happened? Altman asked. Myra went crazy. He started screaming in the lab about the end of the world. Then he stabbed Westerman through the arm with a broken pipette. Then he grabbed that laser scalpel and ran at ran here. And I'm like, how do you stab somebody? Have you ever tried to stab like stab somebody with a pipette? It's not a like right. very sturdy item you're, piece of glass to to be stabbing. Yeah, you're far more you're far more likely to you know smash it in your own hands and like shred up your hand with that. But but you know what, Kevin? I think here's the thing. Here's what you haven't taken into account. It's the future. It's the future. So it's it's probably some laser pipette. It's a laser pipette for. La- it's a laser pipe for laser. everything cool is laser for lasering piping liquids or something right. um so so <laughs> it ends with this 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 brilliant line the man sh- altman says but why and the man shrugs who knows it's just like when that guard shot a technician last week for no reason then shot himself these things just happen <laughs> you go, wait what when did that happen <laughs> What are you gonna? You gonna tell me about that, buddy? Are you are you it's, sure you want to end your section that way? It's like that. It's like that onion headline. Um, I wish <laughs> there's got to be a way to stop this from happening. Asks only country in the world where it keeps on happening. <laughs> right, right, right. My God, 
Yeah, the whole thing is once again just like this. This is probably a this is a masterclass. This is a two page masterclass in the difference between telling and showing, because it's like they do have some brief moments where the action is active and happening before you. And then you get a lot of moments of like, hey, it happened this way. This happened, too. Oh, wow. You should have been there. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, that would have been nice if we were there. That's nuts. Um, yeah. So the the proceeding scenes uh, kind of taken as a chunk are like basically people are now are, are just getting more and more unhinged. They're starting to right. like, I don't know, praise the marker. Um, yeah. Ada, Ada is starting to become one of the true believers and has now yeah. threatened to leave him because uh Altman just won't see the light. <laughs> right. It's getting real culty in it's there. It's getting real and, and culty it, in there. And it's interesting. It does, you know, <laughs> I think he, there's a moment which is a little too early for this realization. Obviously, you see where it's getting, especially if you played the game. But uh, there's like this group of people in front of Altman. He's just trying to get through them. And uh, they're all just this cluster of people. This is early on. Yeah. And they're all just acting weird. Like they've been talking. They see him. They get quiet. And so they, and he starts hearing what they're saying. And they're talking like weird, culty, religious psychopaths. Freeing themselves and, from the flesh. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and his inner monologue is a religious meeting of some kind. Some crazed sect, no doubt. <laughs> why is that so blasé? Why? <laughs> If, if I if I were on, I, I know that the station they're on is enormous. We've made it clear that right. everyone and their mom knows, uh, you know, about this top secrets classified thing. But uh, it's still small enough that if I saw a group of people that I lived with in this little community, I wouldn't be like, hmm, mm. it seems that they're starting a weird ass religion over there. <laughs> It would be like, the fuck are you people doing? Yeah. Like, like he's just like, oh, I remember those days, those crazed sick days, the salad days, I tell you. And this is <laughs> this is like another like this is like background Markov incompetence, right? Because it's like it's time to call it, right? This is th Absolutely. it's like it's like just 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 end it. This is this this character has has you have people, people are killing themselves, people are killing each other, and then you have people starting a cult, like, right. end it, wrap it yeah. up, go, yeah. take the ball and go home, because it's not, yeah. right now, you're, 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 you're on a powder keg, Markov, um, right. and he doesn't, I mean, they're still, they're still doing it, um, and then, uh, <laughs> field, finds field finds oh, poor field field who is He's, he has lost his mind um, yeah it just if anyone does field is the is the the frumpy uh, uh scientist that uh, altman used to he shared a lab with him yeah isn't that what it was and yeah he just didn't like him just didn't so like if, him. I, I thought we were done with field I, I i didn't realize we were gonna see field again and field is back and he is back with a group of people to ask altman to be his prophet because he has seen the marker. Right. The one guy who's seen the marker, he's gone down there a thousand times. Therefore, they want him to be their prophet. Altman and the one guy 
who's who who is he's qualified to be a prophet because he knows how to pilot the sub. <laughs> right. Which, I mean, I got to tell you, at first, there's that part of me, though, it's to be like, this is stupid. Nobody's ever chosen their profit based on such an arbitrary and uh, never mind actually it's maybe this is one where the authors just fucking nailed it to the wall i don't know <laughs> oh god so yeah so the cult uh, you know approaches altman and says we want you to lead us you shall lead us you cannot abandon us and uh and and he's and he's basically just like it's it's um it's very stereotypical. He's like, he's like, fuck you guys. Not, it's it's very Fight Club, you know. He's yeah. like, not not leading you guys, and they're like, oh, it's a test. Okay, we'll sit out front for three days, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he just he kicks them out, and uh, he he finally, finally, maybe the first <laughs> one of the first times anyway, is that Altman like actually is like reacting appropriately he doesn't have like a smart ass cute thing to say he's just like okay this is actually really fucked up yeah. this, is, this is actually not looking so good he's not being quippy he's not he's no he's and he, he i mean we we get almost zero emotion about his like his his almost breakup with ada like we yeah. we don't know what he there's no feelings to Altman in any sense other than none being inconvenienced by people by a cult that wants him to be their leader. No, you, you know what? You couldn't have put it better. You couldn't have put it better. That's and that's why I brought up the whole scene with him killing the guy and feeling weird about it. Because it's the first time that any of this insane shit happens, and it will be the last, I believe. Yeah. Uh, uh where any look. Shit is going to get even crazier from here on out. It's it's just where this book is going. And Altman, outside of the moment where he has to kill a guy, uh, and it's the only time, Altman never raises his internal emotion above the low hum of being annoyed at being mildly inconvenienced. Yes. It, it never goes beyond that. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah. So after that, the marker is in, they have, they are, they're pulling the, the marker up in the next, in the next uh, chapter. It's, yeah, it, they're, they're bringing it to the surface. They're bringing it up to the surface. Markov reminds Altman like, hey, you're like, you're almost expendable because I don't need you to pilot the submarine anymore yeah he keeps he keeps doing that he loves he loves that he loves that term you're gonna hear that from markov a lot Uh, you're expendable and you're expendable you're expendable that cat's expendable that tractor's expendable 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 it's just he loves that word loves it loves it can't get enough he learned it like i think he learned it like a week before he took this this duty yeah Uh, he he basically has he has like a word of the day calendar and right, uh, right, right before he, he got hired, he started like, oh, expendable. OK, right. Yeah, I can use that in a sentence. <laughs> yeah, he just like that one time like, like I was watching uh, The Office years and years ago when it was still new. And there's a moment where Jim uh, say, uses this phrase that I did not know. Uh, and he says six of one, half a dozen of the other. Uh, and I'd never heard that expression before. And my girlfriend at the time had to explain it to me. And I thought that, and when I realized what it meant, I was so charmed by it that I used it so frequently that she nearly broke up with me. 
so yeah, I, I so I, I get it, I get it, but uh, <laughs> I think that's the position that Markov is in right now. Yeah, I mean, he's in a real six and one, half dozen the other position. I know exactly. <laughs> Thank God you understand what I am saying right now. Uh, no matter what happens, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the six of one, half dozen of the other podcast. We will be discussing eggs. Next. My name is six and one alongside half dozen of the other. It's going to replace our, our handles. Oh, <laughs> Kevin, <God>. six of one. <laughs> Phil, the half dozen of the other. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> um, yeah, basically, uh, uh, Markov just tells Altman to bring the sub around back and park it. Like, we don't need it. Right. Right. And yeah, they're done. They're done. And they bring up they bring up the uh, the uh, marker. And yeah, it's pretty clear that they're done with Altman. He's not invited to the party. He doesn't he's he's not going to get to uh, investigate uh, the marker. So, yeah. So the next chapter is basically him trying to get in. He's trying to sneak. Uh, he's trying to be a sneaky boy. Yeah. Yeah. And right at the beginning of ch- uh, chapter 47, what is up with this author's obsession with like cartoonish toadies? <laughs> like we've, we've got Tim, Tom and Terry. Uh, and now we've got different guys that are like you got a couple of guards who sound like like the mob characters from an old Bugs Bunny cartoon where he's like he's trying to bluff his way in. He says, I'm supposed to be in there uh, to bring the marker up. <laughs> Do you have a pass? Asked one guard. Nobody, Nobody gets in without a pass. Yes. <laughs> Nobody, unless the boss says so. Nobody. And you find out the boss is like two and a half feet tall with a really big hat. Yeah. Like, just. Uh. Yeah, the boss is like, you know, pay, played by Peter Laurie or something like that. Right. Or, or the right. Bugs Bunny. Like, you know how they would draw Peter Laurie in those cartoons with like the. <laughs> Oh, God, yes. Yeah. I think I was in my mid-30s before I even saw Peter Lorre and had, like, a reference for who he was outside of a cartoon parody. Uh, that was just, that's how that's how ubiquitous that portrayal is. With, the, like, the um, really heavy eyelids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Robin Williams uh, as the genie in Aladdin pretending to be him. Yeah. You know, it's just I, I'd seen him. I'd seen it a hundred times before I'd actually seen the guy. And I'm you're like, like oh, my God, God, that's exactly. It's Holy like shit. It's like him. It is exactly. Him. <laughs> it's the real thing. So he's trying to get in uh, to to get to the marker. He gets he gets a little glimpse. He gets a little glimpse. He gets through, a, uh, he gets glimpse. You know? Yeah. And then, and then and he realizes his only chance <laughs> to get to do it is to be a prophet, I guess. <laughs> this is like it, it's like the it's just like uh, the Ferris Bueller-fication of Altman. <laughs> right. Right. He just he's like he's like, all right, if I'm going to get in there and look at the marker, I'm going to have to like let these these cultists see my dick or sorry, rather the piece of the marker that I've got. <laughs> Uh, which is exactly what he does. At this point, all new impressions on this episode. That was a that was a spot on Matthew. Like (laughs) 
Like that was that was a that was a spot on mid eighties Matthew Broderick. I gotta tell you. <laughs> I'm glad because I've never done that one before. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. He like he goes back to field, and he's like, uh, "Hey, I gotta see the marker." Because, you know, we all know how the marker's alive and totally uh, the Prince of Peace and King of the Jews, right? <laughs> so uh, he's totally hip. And uh, and I, I the marker wants something from me. So I got to go in there and you guys got to help me uh, uh, get in there. And, uh, and basically he does. He 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 has the piece of the marker that he stole still. And he shows it to Field and Field just like basically. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Like a, like a, like the finger bone of a dead uh, priest or yeah, something yeah. like field, that. Field has a uh, field. He 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 orgasms just a little bit, just a little, <laughs> just a little. And he goes, and, yeah. Can can I hold it? Yeah. <laughs> which which out of context you have to admit sounds pretty bad. Uh, or <laughs> so. or not bad, you know. We're not bad. We're I mean, pretty good. It could go either, it could go either way, eh, depending on if there's not? you know, depending on the context. Right, right. So so they yeah, they they basically strike up an arrangement. He's gonna work with a bunch of uh, like Harmon and these guys who 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 they're all basically on the side of the religion. And uh and so they're going to dress him up as a guard in a uniform and going to sneak in past the guards uh, uh, to go see the marker. Uh, Snake, Altman, this is a sneaking mission. Right, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Altman has this moment. They give him a uniform, an outfit that's the same as Harmon's. Um, and it's Altman stared at it. How's this going to help, he asked. Won't they recognize me in any case? Maybe, said Harmon, but they won't try to stop us. They won't question the pass as long as you have the uniform. If we have trouble, it'll be afterwards, which is a risk I'll have to take. And that might be the stupidest thing said in this book. <laughs> like, like, there's, like, really saying, like, yeah, you know, if... Uh, if if you if they, they they'll look at you and realize you are totally not who you say that you are. They'll know. But if you got the but, past, they'll let, don't they'll know you're they'll know. But yeah, you're gonna they'll let you go, you know, and and we'll deal with it afterwards. It's like what the fuck are you even talking about? It's like you're just, writing the book. Give them something else. Like just like just just make it a better scene. Just right. Just just, and, just select it and delete it and make this a better scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes, just that's all. Just make it better. And it would be one thing. It would be one thing. And it, it still wouldn't be great. But it would be one thing if this was meant to lead to some, like, scary standoff moment. You know, like, the codes are a little older, but it all checks out. You know, that kind of thing. Like, a little <laughs> bit of a standoff moment. Something. It doesn't. It goes exactly as planned without a single hiccup. It, 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 yeah, they get in there and they go and there's the marker and he takes out his cell phone and starts taking pictures. And Harmon's like, starts what are you doing? Nobody's allowed to vid it. And, <laughs> and like, it's like, why are you drawing the line here, Harmon? Like, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> you broke in. You just broke in. You're going to be court martialed. Like, and, and you're like, but don't take video of it. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like. It's like we murdered that guy. Yeah, but don't take his wallet. <laughs> uh, 
just like, what the fuck? God. So, yeah, and they, you know, and so so Altman gets all this this information. He starts packing. He gets back to his room, starts packing up, getting ready to roll. And clearly, he is he's ready to leave. He's he is ready to escape. He's like, let's get out of uh, here. Let's get out of here. Let's take this evidence that I've got, and God only knows how this is going to work out. Let's blow this popsicle um, stand. Exactly. So, and that leads us to a rarity uh, in this book, uh, a, a chapter that is the POV, not of Altman. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the first, remember in the first part, it was like no Altman at all. Uh, right, or that's true. It was that's true. Or it was, some, it was, it was every new. other chapter. It was like Chava Altman, Chava Altman. And then like part two was no Altman. And then, but then part three on, it's been all Altman all the time. And, that's true. And now that's true. we get a Markov chapter. And no Markov chapter. He's just like, this chapter is basically Markov just being like, fuck, I don't know. There's cult, there's a convergence, <laughs> there's shit happening. Um, I don't, there's, there, I don't know what's going on. You, you fucking nailed it. That's exactly what this chapter is. It's just Mark off going, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, he just, he's ask, it like cracks is like, hey, here's some shit. And Markov's like, well, what's your recommendation? And, uh, cracks is like, I don't know. These guys are crazy. And, uh, yeah, yeah the, the religious fanatics are finally paying attention to them. <laughs> He's like, I don't know, they're nuts. You know, and it's like, like we should, you don't want to, and Cracks is like, he's like, no, don't fucking, they're crazy. Kill them. Take them out. Take them out. Deal with this. Just, just be end, end and, with uh, it. You know, yeah. And Markov's like, nah, you know, like, like, it's not gonna, you know, it's, I don't know about that. And Cracks kind of convinces me like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have to, this is gonna get ugly and, and we might as well be ready for it. So we're, we are prepping uh, for uh, the proverbial shit to hit the proverbial air conditioning unit. Yep. So uh, the proverbial air conditioning unit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, it basically there's more like now there's there's a there's a there's a kerfuffle. There's a there's a rumble yeah. going down in the marker chamber. And uh, yeah. the scientists are protesting and Craxes and his team are, are down there. Um, and uh, yeah, field is basically like, they're they're fighting over. They're fighting like the, the, the cult is there, like trying to protect uh, the marker, essentially. Right. Uh, like worried that they, they're, they're going to take it away. There's going to be some some bad that will happen, something that they're going to destroy the marker in one way or the other. And they get into. Yeah, they get into a big scuffle. And in order to make it end, uh, Cracks basically shoots uh, the marker. Right. Uh, he like he shoots it a couple times. Nothing happens to the marker. It's fine. Uh, but the cult freaks out and freaks starts going, okay, okay. Out. Yeah, yeah. They're like, well, just don't hurt it anymore. And Cracks gets like a splitting migraine in that exact moment uh, and doesn't seem to uh, take any notice of any significance to that, nope. I suppose. No, um, but Cracks does then um, take uh, take it all to mean just more proof that religion is a dead end. Uh. Right, right. <laughs> which is which is the right message that you came to in the wrong way. And, then he's, uh, he's, and that's all right. Then he smiles <laughs> and he says he hadn't had so much fun since the moon skirm- the moon skirmishes. 
the moon skirmishes. Grax had gone to the moon. <laughs> it's like those old. Every time they bring up like the moon wars, all the, I think of like those old pulp <laughs> cartoons and comics and stuff where it's like it was made in 1956. And they're like, the year is 2007. We are fighting on the moon. You know, and it's just. Oh, God. Okay. The boys are keeping high spirits on the front. (laughs) (laughs) Fighting space communism. (laughs) So, yeah, they. Yeah. So (laughs) he's just he's just happy he got to shoot a guy uh, because he did shoot field in the foot. He shot field in the Uh, leg. Yeah. He shot him on the leg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So he's in a good mood. And you know what? If you got if I got to shoot field in the leg, maybe I'd be in a pretty good mood, too. Yeah. Um, in the next chapter, we get uh, un- un- like I was surprised that we finally got backstory on Terry, Tim and Tom. Uh, oh, my God. We totally do. Tim and Tom are brothers and Terry is unrelated. <laughs> he's, he's just there for the ride. He's, he's a thin guy with glasses that carries a large caliber gun. Tim and Tom are brothers, large men who looked enough to, to be to be twins. <laughs> yeah and they and well here's the thing they say that they look enough alike to be twins and then not far down the way uh they say that they are indeed twins uh, yeah. basically one of them is nine nine minutes older than the other yeah so they like kind of like i don't know it's like he he was so caught up in writing another one of his the backstory on one of his cartoonish toady characters that he was like yeah they're twins no they're not yeah they are like just Come on, man. Yeah, just pick it. Just pick pick something. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so they're guarding. Like, what are they doing? What are they doing? <laughs> like, I I don't even know what, what's happening in this chapter. What the fuck is happening in this chapter? Allman is doing something, but there's there's he the pulse had started again. And then there's there's the ichthyologists who may or may not be the same ichthyologist as before. I think it's the same one. But now yeah. he's got he's got a name. Um a gizzes, I guess. A gases. A gases. A gases. so So basically they're trying to like <laughs> I think they're, they're trying to they're, they're they're guarding the way out. They're guarding the way That's out. The, yeah. Yeah, and Altman obviously wants to get out. Okay, it started. So they're trying to come up with some sort of plan for that. Yeah. Oh, they were in the land compound. Okay, they were back. At, they yeah. were they were off the. I, I I missed the part where they actually got off, but yeah, they were they're in they're basically they were shipped off. Field is there with them. They're trying to right. now leave the the compound, and they're like, no. Um. Uh, but Scud, the disposable Scud, the disposable assassin, it has some yes. research equipment, and he's still uh, still doing some some research. Um, and they keep seeing yeah. ghosts. Yeah, and he's not he's not going anywhere. So basically, uh, they're trying to. They, this is this is sneaking mission. This is this, and mm, this is sneaking mission. Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he's he's walking down the hall. It's late one night. He's walking. Here it is. And then suddenly, late one night, walking down the hall, he realized that the guard on duty at the front door, Tim or Tom, was talking to himself. He watched him gesture to empty air and then hold out his rifle and let go of it. It clattered to the ground and he just left it there and then went rapidly down the hall, passing Altman without a second glance. Nobody was guarding the door. 
So Altman grabs the gun, scoops it up, and just runs the fuck out, takes advantage, and goes. Now, this is another moment of, like, just someone is bad at their job. Right. And therefore, he takes advantage. Um, And if you're wondering what the fuck happened, well, the next chapter's going to tell you. (laughs) The next chapter tells you Tim is on duty, and his dad shows up and starts talking to him and says, here, uh, uh, basically... um, uh, he, he gives, uh, he, the dad says, Hey, Tom, Tommy has stopped talking. Um, and Tim's like, I'm going to go check on him. Now dad's a ghost. Right. The dad's a ghost. Dad's a ghost. I mean, yeah, dad's a ghost. And he's like, and it's, and it's, it's so, again, we, the, the, the toadishness, the toadiness of this character, like that cartoonish bullshit is so over the top. It's, it's so cartoonishly buffoonish it's yeah give him so give him the rabbit lenny (laughs) right exactly so ghost dad uh uh, basically tells him you know go check on your brother he goes he finds his brother uh oh wouldn't you know it it? tom or tim or whoever it's tom tom is dead tim finds him he's dead dead and his throat's cut he cut his own throat uh in much the same way that many of our characters have done Rest in peace, Tom. You will barely be remembered after bum, 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 bum. Um, So that's yeah. a that's a wrap on Tom. And that's a wrap Tim on Tom and Tim. I think I think both Tom and Tim. Um, I don't recall if we get any more Terry either, but it doesn't yeah. matter because they really are. Uh, a, they really are a package deal. They're really a package deal because in in chapter fifty one, uh, suddenly. Uh, Altman is having a press conference in Washington, D.C. with the footage of the marker. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. So this is the beginning of what I call the great back and forth of Altman. And I don't mind. I'm not going to give anything away per se, but this is the beginning of several moments in the final 30 percent of this book. Where Altman disappears, he runs away. He's he's escaped. He has he escaped. escaped. <laughs> he's escaped, and he is he is basically taking his uh, video footage uh, uh, of the uh, of the uh, the marker that he took, and he's showing it to everybody. He's getting all these press conferences done. He's on TV in the way that nobody ever would be. Uh, we know how this works, ladies and gentlemen. There are way more convincing things on the Internet. And the New York Times does not pay attention at all because a crank is a crank and a crackpot's a crackpot. And that's clearly what Altman is, even if we happen to know that he isn't. Uh, so anyway, that's what he's doing. The, 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 the part five ends with him being some whistleblower and people are like, oh, man, maybe this is proof that there is alien technology on the planet. Maybe this is a government conspiracy in the way that nobody except for the people who believed in Pizzagate would. Yeah, the ticker uh, says the ticker below him says Michael Altman, whistleblower or paranoid. <laughs> right, right. It's like, no, 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 come on. Uh, so he he does this. I, I don't mind telling you guys he's going to go back and then he's going to leave again and then he's going to go back and then he's going to leave again. And none of it means anything. It means nothing. 
it means less than nothing. It, it, it is just so. This is the this is the beginning of the great back and forth, and we'll get into way more detail on that. Yep, yep. On the next episode, we'll cover the great back and forthening of, <laughs> of Michael Altman. There's only two parts left in this book: part six and part seven, I believe. Right? Is there? It, it's yes. This is this is we are we are rounding the bend here and it's just like this book that uh where when we were dealing with a mysterious pulse our uh, uh it ended with grants and uh and and you know research into getting one of those and uh and then we get actual footage of an alien arc uh, artifact and uh the the character's reaction is to uh take it to the press hold a press so, conference in washington dc yeah dead space a story of doing things by the book. Michael Altman goes to Congress. <laughs> he is, it's just... He is test- oh, my God. He's testifying in front of Joe Manchin, who is somehow still alive. <laughs> right, right. And they've... Yeah, he's, he's still there. He hasn't... And no one questions it, by the way. No one questions it. It's that... Even the markers freaked out by that guy. It's, uh, he's got coal running in his blood. That's what keeps him going. Right. <laughs> Steampunk Senator Overlord Joe Manchin, run, who runs on coal. All hail. <laughs> All hail his coaly holiness. His coaly holiness. Joe Manchin. <laughs> Joe Manchin. <laughs> From West Baghdad, Virginia. Exactly. Oh, my God. And they've somehow resurrected Strom Thurmond in this universe as well. Oh, God, it is. Uh, part six is hell unleashed. And that I mean, really, if if hell is unleashed, I imagine Strom Thurmond's going to be le- leading the charge. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just a, a head in a jar balanced carefully on a Confederate war horse. Like, that's just that's what we're dealing with here. That was, no, you know what? No, it's not, because that would actually make for an interesting book. Yeah. Yeah. I actually want to read that. <laughs> Strom Thurmond, by the way, lived to uh, the ripe old age of 101, which... Was he that old? God. Motherfucker, like, was the... He's like... He was like the emperor. And some, sometimes evil is is a, is an amazing preservative. Yeah, it is. It really, really salts the skin and the, and the right. organs. Right. <laughs> Just that crispy, crackly, good fried chicken skin <laughs> we all know Strom Thurmond had. Strom Thurmond, he was yeah. That's that was his that was his uh, beauty regimen was was a deep fat fryer <laughs> right. in the back of I lake. roll myself in flour. I roll myself in flour, and then I have my good friend Paula Dean. Get me into the deep fat fryer in the back of Lady and Sons. <laughs> Buys me another ten years. They use they reuse that oil on the chicken afterwards. By the way, gives the chicken its distinctive flavor. <laughs> the flavor of evil, racism, and Ooh. hate. Mm-mm. <laughs> that is a Southern Gothic novel. I will absolutely write. <laughs> the fried chicken is flavored. With, with evil with evil oh that is that's like if stephen king was born in south carolina he would have written that already <laughs> He's, yeah he would have written that and in in it's two sequels by now 
that's basically like the it's like the the mangler but but for a a fried chicken place oh my god i loved the mangler it was so (laughs) stupid uh but yeah yeah i i think uh i think a gothic horror novel uh set in a fried uh evil fried chicken place uh i think it's, be, it's time has come it's time has come yeah well that'll do it for today's episode <laughs> remember to rate us five stars on apple itunes and apple podcasts uh and follow us on the podcast platform of your choice and remember to go ahead and follow us on twitter and uh you know share the podcast share it with your friends share it with your family and share it with your enemies uh, and share it with your evil Southern relatives. Share it with your your favorite evil Southern senator, um, because hey, they deserve a good podcast too, and maybe uh, it'll soften that that cold dead heart of theirs. Maybe that delicious crackly skin with that delicious chicken fried crackly skin. Mmm, <laughs> tastes good, y'all. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. <laughs>